Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Stadium Journey podcast. Thanks for listening. Check out the website, stadiumjourney.com. We are the world leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums from all around the world. We're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Threads. We're even talking about some of those other little ones that nobody's ever heard of. But anyway, you can find us on all of those different social medias at Stadium Journey. Like, share, and follow, right? To find other episodes of the Stadium Journey podcast, simply type in HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We'll be there too. And if you would rather view your podcast and see our pretty faces, check out our YouTube channel. Again, that's Stadium Journey. If you want to be part of our studio audience, join us every other Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Dan, what's the website? Danlaw.tv. Oh, it is. I put that up in something else. Oh, I, oh, yeah. Uh, you're supposed to say live on, sorry, Twitch, Hick, YouTube, and Facebook. All right. All um, right. So let me take a minute and introduce tonight's starting lineup. Leading off, playing, what position you play, Dave? I don't know. Shortstop. You shortstop. You're a shortstop. I was a shortstop. Not anymore. I would have a range of this far. <laughs> anyway, Dave Cotty's here. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez is on the internet at Ballpark Hunter. The above-average comedian Dan Calachico is here, too. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I am Paul Baker, at least last time I checked. Follow me at HuckmanRI. So, uh, so guys, this is the Stadium Journey podcast. So every once in a while, we do like to talk about traveling. So tonight's going to be that night. We're going to talk about uh, some interesting places that we've been to in the past couple of months since we last did this. And it was much rejoicing. Yay. Thank you, Dan. I knew somebody would get it. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some interesting places. Who wants to lead off with for us tonight? We'll do a roundtable discussion. Nobody wants to go first. Did I go Mark anywhere? wants to go first. I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. T- tell us first. somewhere interesting you've been since, <sighs> I don't know, what, what, November or so? Oh, yes, I'll talk. Okay, uh, I just went to someplace just not too far away from me in Frankfurt, Indiana. It was the Case Arena, but it was the 30th anniversary of the movie Blue Chip, starring Nick Nolte and uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway. Uh, back in 1993, that's where they filmed it. It was released in 1994. It wasn't a big hit. I don't know if it even became a cult hit. I never even I saw could- it. Yeah, like Hoosiers and uh, and Rudy, those became cult hits and were critically acclaimed. Blue Chips sort of, yeah, it didn't really get there. But, you know, when you go to Case Serena, everybody tells you, hey, this is where they filmed Blue Chips. This is where, you know, Penny Hardaway and uh, Shaquille O'Neal met. This is where, you know, Shaq told Orlando, hey, I'd rather have Penny than Tim, not Tim Duncan, um, Weber, Chris Weber. So they did a throwback game. And, you know, they had the home team become the Western University Dolphins. They had the other team, Rossville, become Team Indiana. They had banners. They redid the center court. Uh, They had programs. They had some of the actors that were in the movie. The the biggest guy was um, Tony the Point Shaver was there and a few uh, standbys. But the place was packed. It was like 5,500 people. The kids are having a great time. The adults are having a great time. And and that arena looks like a college arena. You can check out my YouTube page. I just released it about 20 minutes ago. 
it felt it was a college atmosphere and you know it's that's a 5500 seat gym it was kind of i don't know if it's a once in a lifetime they may do a 40th anniversary but i uh definitely made the trip up there before temperatures dipped to the minus twos out here in indiana but that, that that was an exciting time because i i didn't even know what was going on until a few days before and i had to change some plans with a friend who was in town from san diego uh, just to get up there, but it, it was a lot of fun just to see the place packed. I got recognized from uh, my YouTube channel. I was telling all the kids that we're going to have a review at Stadium Journey, so it was a lot of fun. It was that's one thing I like about Indiana high school basketball. They get to do cool things like that. Now, not every gym has been home to a motion picture, but you know it's nice that this school up in uh, you know about an hour north of Indianapolis was able to uh, get this off the ground because it wasn't an easy task. It, it took a lot of dedicated uh, people and staff members who volunteer, there you go, volunteers to put their time to make this happen. But it, it was a blast. I had, I was one of those things. I was like, man, I'm, I'm lucky to live, you know, near some of these great gyms to experience uh, some of this experience, you know, sort of like Dave up in Canada with those awesome junior hockey gyms, uh, arenas he gets to go to. I get to do that down here with basketball. And when the places are packed, I mean, there's nothing better uh, than taking in a, a packed house of high school basketball here in Indiana, especially when, uh, you know, it's cold outside and Hoosier hysteria strikes again. So that's that's one of the one of the last places I went to and it was a ball. I can't imagine a 5,500 seat high school arena or high school gym. It's crazy. No, no. At one time, that was that was built back in I think 1961, and you used to get crowds like that. And they'll tell you it's it hasn't been packed like this in a long time. Uh, I was told there was a, a girls sectional game that that had a huge crowd there a few years ago, uh, but they said the last time the boys drew that well was probably like 1997, or maybe when they shot the movie the first time in 1993. So. You know, that's the thing. We have these big gyms, but they're not always packed. They're packed during tournament time. And not everybody gets to host a tournament. You know, Frankfurt, I think Frankfurt was going to host uh, a tournament back in 2020 and then COVID hit. So I don't know what that crowd would have looked like. Yeah, 5,500. I'm trying to think. My high school, I think, was about 700 students. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's the thing. My high school gym was probably an elementary school gym out here. I mean, my high school was 700 students. Oh, oh just 700, <laughs> not not the gym itself. Yeah, well, yeah, back, back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, man, you hear stories from some of the old timers. You know, they had, you had people waiting in line overnight to get tickets. Uh, and then every now and then when you get a star, you know, like Flory out in Kokomo who's going to Kansas next year, you know, you got that place getting packed with uh, 6,000 people as we speak for all home games. So yeah, it's 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 fun. It's fun to kind of travel and, and check things out when you can and, and brave the cold and snowy weather out here, but it's worth it when you get that excitement. So yeah. Dolphin Dome Case Arena. Uh check it out on YouTube and check it out on uh Stadium Journey in a couple of days. I have the article ready to that, go. That, that sounds like an awesome experience. Did all your all high school arena reviews make it over to the new site, Mark? Yeah, I, I have all of them up. Nice. All nice, yeah. Up. So if you're a, a Hoosier High School Hoops fan, man, we are a treasure trove of information. Mark has crisscrossed the state more than once. 
some great content there. I know. And now I have to get down to uh, like the Evansville area where, you know, there's some other nice gyms there, but you know, it's uh, yeah, just, I, I got the new car so we could probably make it happen this year, maybe next year. Nice. Nice. That's a nice lead off right there to our episode. And that's why we like to do these every once in a while, because you're not going to hear a podcast talk about some high school place in uh, Frankfurt, Indiana. This is we're stadium journey, man. We go everywhere. You're not going to hear content like this anywhere else. So tell your friends. Yeah. Please. Yeah, it helps yeah, that please. I live in Indianapolis. You know, if I lived in New Jersey, <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't be hearing about it. <laughs> this would be a different podcast then. Be a different podcast. Forget about it. Dave, you been anywhere exciting recently? So you want me to talk about Junior C Hockey now? You can talk about whatever you want. Well, <laughs> no, you, I'm not going to talk about Junior C Hockey. Poor Paul, I'm trying to trying to educate him on the the scariness that is junior hockey and all the levels and all the leagues and <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i am dave dave's editor so when he hands me uh hands me stuff uh i like all right so what league is this this one what in is now? The, what is this exactly and then we have to explain the hierarchy so we can put it in the right order so we don't yeah, have like yeah. a little teeny tiny team way up at the top of the page yeah. and something i haven't i haven't even gotten into junior a that's like below the ohl you know the, you know the ohl right major junior and then there's junior a and then actually funny enough my my son had told me that is a friend of his is playing for this team in st george and i never even heard of it i'm like st george that's just like a little village out by brantford or whatever mm-hmm. I'm like what are you talking about this and junior a is not junior a oh yeah there, there's a junior a league it's a and it's a rogue league so you got rogue leagues too Road. We don't play by the regular rules of hockey. No, they don't. They they're they're not under Hockey Canada. So Sounds anyway. like a yeah beer league. That's what rules. But, but, but I'm not talking about St. George. I'm going to talk about the complete opposite of St. George because yeah. St. George won a teeny tiny. I'm going to talk about one of the biggest. So I'm going to talk about Houston. So uh, we did our our big Christmas trip this year, or this year, last year, last yeah. year. Technically, last year. The right? the previous Christmas from at this moment. 2023 uh, was was to Houston, Texas. So the, the previous year, the 2022 Christmas, we had gone to Dallas, which was really our first kind of trip to Texas and and uh, enjoyed it uh, and had a great time and looking for something that is in that kind of in that time zone area and warm and not Florida. So we ended up in Houston. Um, so one of the things that that we did is we 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 took in uh, a game at one of the I, I think it's fair to say is one of the premier uh, venues now. It's held it's held uh, Final Fours, it's held Super Bowls, it's held the most recent uh, national championship in college football, and that's uh, NRG Stadium, which is the home of the Houston Texans. So. I mean, right off the top, it's it get it gets you get into that debate. Like, where do you want your where do you want your stadium? So, you know, NRG Stadium is not in downtown Houston. It's off, like, uh, it's it's actually right across, right across the path from the Astrodome, which, you know, it doesn't look terrible from the outside. I mean, maybe it's falling apart on the inside or whatever. Uh, it it has a heritage designation. So I'm not really sure what they're going to do with it. I'm pretty sure that means they're not going to tear it down. And I, I one of the surprising things about the Astrodome 
was how kind of nice it was from the outside. Not the not necessarily the building itself, but there are a number of different like bronze statues and not your, you know, it's not the same old, it's not like they got a big bronze statue of, you know, Jose Cruz from when he was an Astro or anything like that. <laughs> I would uh, love that. Especially that, if you had the big Jose Cruz Afro. With the big, with the, I always remember the really, really high stirrups, Jose Cruz, the high skinny stirrups, but anyway, no, no Jose Cruz, but they do have a lot of kind of nods to the, the rodeo history in Houston and, and the the annual Houston rodeo is probably one of the biggest events that happens um in the city and uh, we would have loved to to do rodeo when we were there but you know it happens in february so uh it, not a lot of it, it wasn't like Dallas where there was little rodeos all you know kind of happening weekly but they they do the big one um so nrg uh not downtown you got plenty of parking which i i don't know like i don't want to have to search for parking and drive downtown oh it's so painful um oh tail, oh, tailgating driving what do you what do you know about driving you don't drive anywhere not how much not now park? <laughs> what's the uh, price yeah p- parking was not cheap i think i think we paid i think we paid I think I paid forty five. Oh, that's really a bargain in the NFL these days. But you know, it's not like what what would the, what the heck were they charging in forty uh, five? L A was a hundred, wasn't the... it? Yeah, Milwaukee was charging forty for a stupid basketball. That's game. way too damn much. So, but you know, I like part of it too is I is I'm when I'm traveling, you know, I don't want to I don't want to max out on my U S cash, so <laughs> I'm going to prepay as much as I can. So. And it's always a little bit more expensive when you prepay for parking for some reason. So anyway, really. Uh, so we did that, and um, you know, it's interesting. It, I, I was starting to think about how how the venue is. It, I mean, it it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem that old, uh, but it doesn't have that brand new feel anymore. Like, I was I was looking around, going uh, like, where would Mark? be hanging out there's like seats everywhere here there's there's no mark zone there's no it's there's a no football millennials game, yeah. just hanging out <laughs> paying two hundred dollars for a ticket to drink three hundred dollar beer or whatever the price are. no actually actually in all honesty texans are probably one of the most affordable um options in the nfl like you could get tickets that are 20 bucks in the kind of upper yeah. upper zone now next year Maybe not so much because they had a really good year this year. Uh, you know, they just got eliminated on the weekend in the in the conference semifinals. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, surprisingly easy to get in and out. They had probably one of the best bits. You know, I, I sometimes I, I think like I've seen it all already. I mean, you guys are are probably in the same boat. Like, you know, I a promotion that I once thought was amazing. Like, okay, I've seen it everywhere now or, or, uh, you know, like the first time you saw a ribbon board, a ribbon led board. And like, wow, that's amazing. And then you're like, everybody's got one of those, mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. but they had this awesome bit. So they had the, um, <laughs> the seat upgrade, you know how they do the seat upgrade. They go way up and they congratulations. Your seats are upgraded. They way down. Uh, they do make a big deal about it. So they bring this lady down with the, the mascot is is bringing this lady down to her seat upgrade. 
So they get to the seat, and there's a guy sitting in the seat. The Texans were playing the Titans that day. And uh, the guy sitting in the seat is clearly a Texans fan, or a Titans fan, excuse me. <clears throat> and the mascot tells him he's got to move, and he's like, nah, nah. Then, you know, he's got to move. You got to move, man. This is this lady's seat. And he starts throwing popcorn and stuff and whatever, start throwing popcorn at the people around him at the mascot. So the mascot grabs a rope, which has been dropped from the ceiling, hooks the fan to the rope, and then boom, <laughs> the guy gets, the Titans fan gets dragged up to the ceiling and the lady gets the seat. <laughs> it's, it's a bit I have not, I have not seen. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> It was surprising and it was it was a lot of fun. I, I I've yeah. seen mascots come from the from the ceiling down, but I've never seen anybody get dragged from the bottom up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty good, uh, pretty good experience. Uh, again, you struggle in the NFL. You struggle with that. Jesus, is this really worth it? Um, so you know, to <laughs> me, NFL is is like it's like Disney, right? Like it's once in a lifetime prices. So you know, that's probably my once in a lifetime. Yeah, uh, trip to mean. see the Houston Texans. So there. Yeah, well, that's what my wife tells me. You know, it's like don't complain about the prices. When are you going to be back here? You know, so uh, the idea would be to not go back, <laughs> but we can't get a united front about anything in this in this world these days. So, well, the, the, I that's what Dave was saying about the rodeo, which I have been. I saw Reba there back in '97, put on a great show. Uh, but but you're right it's like you visit a city like when i was in seattle i wanted to hit all the events going on the seahawks the rainiers the uh, mariners the the WNBA team the storm but you can't hit them all you know and you're like oh i gotta make this work and you just just gotta pick the ones you, you can why do would you want to hit them that seems very, rather violent yeah <laughs> what's that i'm just full of puns today <laughs> Don't yeah. mind me, folks. I'll shut up now. I haven't been anywhere. Yeah, you want to hit them all, but you also want to see the city. You want to spend time with family. You want to take a ferry ride over to uh, Bainbridge Island. You know, sometimes you got to tell yourself you, you're with the wife. You know, she doesn't want to go to see, uh, you know, the Seahawks. She could care less. So, you know, got to compromise. Well, definitely going to go to Houston again because the Astros are one of the only three major league ball teams that I haven't seen Yeah, soon to be four. I'm sure because Oakland's going to move to yeah four I different minor yet. league you... parks after next year, apparently. Yeah. See, I'm lucky. I have cousins in Houston. So that's, you know, that's a place yeah. I can always stop by and say hi. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, I tell you, if you park for an Astros game, it's, they have better pricing. It's not 45 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, speaking speaking of uh, overpriced NFL stadiums and uh, once in a lifetime events, that's my first event too. Is uh, you know some people don't like the term bucket list, but I had a game that's always been on my list of things I really want to check off, and that was the Army Navy game, which was being played up here in New England at Gillette Stadium this past December. So when that was announced, I know uh, for the website Richard Smith usually covers the army navy game but when it was announced that it was going to be in foxborough i just said richard this one's mine yep and uh luckily the service academies are always wonderful to us so they set me up with credentials and parking and everything so 
Otherwise, yeah, Dave, you were talking about sticker shock. Uh, parking at Gillette Stadium is actually different this year. So it's really like it's an all or nothing affair. If if you're familiar with Gillette Stadium, Gillette Stadium's here. There's a whole bunch of lots and uh, Patriot Place and stuff here. Then there's Route 1, the only way in and out. It's Route a four-lane four highway where you, you get to sit and sit and sit on your way to Gillette Stadium. And then there's more parking on the other side. So follow me here. If you're parking on this side, on the near side of the stadium, it'll cost you 50 bucks. If you're parking on the far side of Route 1, it is now starting this year free. Really? Free? Uh, wow. Wow. Yes. Free? Yeah, free. Um, it's a mile walk to the stadium, but it's now oh. free. It used to okay. be the same 50. It used oh. to be the same 50 bucks. Oh, I'll, I'll say 50 bucks, a little exercise. Exactly. Walk off Can't some of the wrong. beer that you've yeah. drank in the parking lot. Yeah, no worries there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then there's one lot that's they call they designate it as the de, the uh, delayed release lot, so you can't leave for 90 minutes after the game. Hmm. And this is just one of the ways they're trying to alleviate that congestion getting in and out of the stadium. If you've ever been to a Patriots game, you know it's horrific to get in, horrific to get out. Mm -hmm. But with Patriot Place, there you go eat after the game, spend 90 minutes, have a good meal, and they pay you fifty dollars to go in this delayed release lot. Yeah, they're paying you fifty dollars that they're taking from the other people parking. There. Yeah, exactly. Wait, they're, they're giving you fifty bucks to go to the delayed release lot. <laughs> yes, really, that's insane. Yes, shoot, I'll do. They that. just started that this year, oh, so shit. I don't know if it's going to continue. But for this year, that's how they did the parking. Is it like fifty Patriots bucks that you have? It's, to... it's a Visa gift card. Is oh. what I was told. Oh wow, okay. that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, Giant since I was uh, covering it for Stadium Journey, I got to park. Gillette has and Foxborough Stadium and Gillette Stadium has always had this marvelous little teeny tiny lot right next to the stadium that is designated for residents of Foxborough. Foxborough is a town of maybe 10,000 people. So if you're a resident of the town, a season ticket holder, you get this perfect lot right next to the stadium. So I got to park there and just doot, 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 right in. But yeah. anyway, the Army Navy game, I was told by everybody, get there early. Mm hmm. See everything you can see because it's amazing. And let me tell you, they didn't sell it short. This was an experience. Even though the tickets are very pricey, you're probably paying at least $100, $150 to get in. It would, would have been worth it. Um, wow. Walking around the parking lot, you know, of course, uh, ESPN College Game Day is there. Um, the cadets and the midshipmen are around, milling around in their uniforms, getting ready. They're, just they're soaking it all in before the game. And then uh, you get into that stadium early because you want to watch the the march of the midshipmen and the march of the cadets. They come into the stadium in formation and take up the entire field. Uh, what's what are their little sections called? Brigades? I don't know. But anyway, it's it takes a while. It takes a good half an hour, forty five minutes. But you sit there and you're just transfixed, and it's a very emotional thing to watch all these cadets and all these midshipmen march into the into the stadium in formation with the band playing and everything. It was, it was amazing. And then after that happens and after they clear the field back out there, they have uh paratroopers, both army and Navy have paratroopers coming in into the field. So that's fantastic. And then there are flyovers. Uh, the Navy had uh, some of their jets fly over the stadium and the army had helicopters come over. It was, it was just an amazing thing. And it, it was very emotional for me to witness this whole thing and incredible. I didn't even, I had a seat in the press box, but I was sitting up there on the stadium t soaking in every moment I could of this. 
Wow. It, it was just fantastic. And then, you so, know, of sold course, out crowd, right? the anthems, huh? Sold out crowd, correct? Oh, absolutely. Not, yeah. a, not a seat to be found anywhere. Yeah. No, that's even, yeah, that's. Yeah. And uh, it's where, where you, you have the good, the rivalry, the go army, go Navy, but everybody's on the same side at the same time. It's very good natured. Um, You know, so you get all this pomp and circumstance and it's so emotional. It's a good two hours of patriotism, but in a good way. You know, it's not the <laughs> fake stuff you get in an NFL game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, and then the game starts, and you fall asleep because the Army and Navy are not college football powerhouses. Well, whatever you mean. It's fun, isn't it? The game I went to was a close yeah. game, but it wasn't an exciting game. But then the last five minutes, holy cow, the last five minutes were incredible. Uh, <laughs> um, All of a sudden. Ah! I, I even forget who won. Was it Army or was it Navy this year? But they won by two inches. It was 15 to 10. Uh, Navy was going down the field. I, so Army did win, um, I believe. But, the uh, Army won 17 down... to 11. All right, so it was six points, not five. Um, Army was going down the field for the uh, final thing. They Sorry. were first, fourth in goal. One, enough time for one play. They were at the, I think they were at the two or the three-yard line. We ran a stupid we ran a quarterback sneak or something. I had no chance of getting in. But he, he got tackled within a yard of the goal line. So they won it by – they literally won the game by inches. So it was just a it was a fantastic experience, one that I'm glad I did, and I would recommend it to any college football fan, even even if you're a casual fan, it's definitely worth experiencing. Badass just said that it was the title of my sex tape. The last five minutes were incredible. Wow! You're lucky that it was five minutes long. Thank you very much. Five I appreciate is that. Good, is a good length I'm, for me these days. I'm not old. I'm not that old. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She also it, said, go to the warehouse in Arlington. I'm assuming we're talking about that new stadium for the Rangers. Yeah, Texas. Or or are we talking about whatever we call Cowboy Stadium? I, I would like to get there. That's hey, how are they course. doing, by the way? Uh, about same the same as 28 other teams right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, now that the tush push was stopped, can we stop talking about outlawing it? It was stopped by grabbing the guy's face mask. <laughs> sure, sure. But it was a stop. That that play used to be illegal. You couldn't do that for well, a long time. Well, you're allowed to grab the face mask. You're not supposed that to. That was okay. Yeah. Anything oh, Ranger Stadium. Yeah. It's only cheating if they call it. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything good about the Ranger Stadium. Texas Rangers? Yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to Texas in the summer, it's spectacular. Yeah, that, I went to the outside. old one. I went to not the new huh? one. The old, what was it? Globe Life Park uh, or Field? The one is Field and one is Park. Yeah, the, the new one. Anyway, the one not the one in between Arlington Stadium and the new one. The one in the middle. The I went there on a Sunday there. afternoon, broiled, broiled in the sun park. on a hundred degree Almost Sunday park. afternoon. Awful, awful, awful. Yep. See, I just hate summer sports because I'm going to sweat either way. So I, it's like, Dan, you want to go to a Phillies game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, we, did, the we did a tour of our of the of Globe Life Field. It was, well, it's fine, I guess. Hmm. Well, it's, it's like, walking. I mean, it's, it's really, nothing. It, it, you're not going to, there's, there's definitely no like hominess kind of feel to it. It's, it's sure, a big no. gargantuan kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know. They say it looks like a barbecue, like with a barbecue lid. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I you know what? There are there were only to, two. Who wants to sit outside in in the August heat in Dallas? Like there were only two baseball stadiums where I ever felt like there was a bit of relief from the heat, and that was River Shark Stadium because you're right on the river. We won't talk about the fumes, but it felt good when the river the breeze was ninety percent of the time. And conversely, uh, Nationals Park. I found a spot right on one of the stairs where she just stand there for like 10 minutes and just get the breeze from the river and go, okay, I'm ready to go back again. I'm dry. <laughs> well, well, I can tell you this about Texas. Uh, Anna Tomaso, who does the Baseball Bucket List podcast and website, she says if you ever come to Dallas-Fort Worth and you have to choose between a Ranger game or a Frisco Rough Rider game, go to Frisco. Go in the Lazy River. Go to the Lazy River. So that, that tells you what. What, what people locally think of the uh, the new Texas Rangers stadium? Yeah, I'm sure I would uh, probably go. No, nah, come on the the new Texas Rangers stadium is going to be sold out all year. Oh yeah, because they're the defending champions, and yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go with Degrom pitches, which who knows what the hell that's going to be? Spider monkeys. <laughs> I guess. All right, so uh, there, there's round one. Uh, hey, we all up for round two, boys. That was round one. Jesus. I'll be here for a while. Couch coach. It's not bad. It's out of Louisville. It's out of Louisville. Right. Kind of heavy too, yeah. Well, it's got baseball theme, sports theme. Nice. Yeah. All right, round two. So Round we're, two, we're... Mark. Lead us off for round two. Well, I, I decided to take we'll some... We'll go inter... five more minutes fresh. I decided to take some international trips, <laughs> which meant crossing a tunnel from Detroit to... Windsor, Ontario, uh, junior hockey. And I did uh, the Windsor Spitfires and I, then I went, up to, you... went up to Sarnia. So I'll, I'll kind of combine those two. Well, I don't get to a lot of junior hockey, but Windsor is a four hour drive. Sarnia is a five hour drive. So it's, you know, you, you could do those in, in a weekend. Uh, and I would have loved to have squeezed in a Detroit Lions game, but just, just couldn't do it. Uh, who knew? Who knew how far they're going to get at the time? But anyway, junior mm-hmm. hockey, something I don't get to do a lot. In fact, I think I did about four hockey games this year, uh, this season. So that's kind of a lot for me. But yeah, yeah, I had a blast. I love junior hockey. That atmosphere, the experience, even though the Spitfires are terrible this year. Everybody kept telling me about their 10-2 to loss. They were playing the Kitchener Rangers. They had some fans come into town talking all that schmack. And, uh, you know, you just don't get to experience that here at in the great state of Indiana, uh, maybe Fort Wayne or, or Notre Dame. But, uh, yeah, great experience. I know Dave said that uh, uh, Windsor was his was his favorite. It is a better arena, let's be honest. That's an entertainment. Out of those two, it's my favorite. Out of those two, <laughs> yes, yes. Let's make that Let's make that uh, point. Don't put words in his mouth. Uh, yeah, take away he, my Ranger card. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, what did you is, say? Yeah, you're going to be stuck at well and <laughs> no, Jack. There'll machine. be posters at the entrance in Kitchener. This man said something yeah. nice about well, the opposition. No, they, they were ready for him and for the Jackfish game uh, in well in that one time, but uh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're doing some new renos. You got to go back. I, but anyway, I yeah, on, uh, I got it on the uh, the tentative list. So yeah, yeah. there's but a joke in there somewhere about Jackfish. I can see when I'm going to head to head to Welland. Yeah, but but I can tell I really liked uh, the Sarnia Sting game. I just. It reminded me of a high school gym in Indiana. 
Uh, fans were just crowded, standing. I love the intermission when it, the concourses were packed. I thought the food was a little bit better for the Sting game. Uh, they had a carving board station, roast beef, which was awesome. Uh, they had a little VIP section where you can, uh, you know, you can watch the game and, and you know, partake in food and drink in there. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, I, I went to the Walmart and you see people shopping, buying milk in bags, you know, wearing their Sarnia Sting jerseys, complaining about the lost. I mean, they're buying was, their milk in bags and they're all dressed chips. I want to drink milk in bags. <laughs> and their oh, butter tarts. Wait, 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 milk. In bags. Have yeah, you not funny. heard about milk in I bags? Mean, it's how they drink it in Canada. Dave, Dave, go get your your milk in your container out of the refrigerator right now. And have we not heard? How have we not discussed this before? Maybe <laughs> we have. On, I don't think yeah, so. Because you're always talking about pork roll. Like, oh God, stop. Well, now yeah. we're, if pork roll comes in a bag too, I just want to draw that parallel. Yeah. Pork roll in a bag. There you go. That's, yeah. that's a concept. Right. Maybe maybe right. Dave will eat it if that's the case. Uh, hey, in New England, we get bread in a can. So, you know. Yeah. No, but I just I just love that environment. We're there. At, at the Sting game. I just felt like it was a Sunday afternoon. Maybe I saw something different uh, than the, the Windsor game. But the Windsor game was packed. That was a lot of fun. You know, Taylor Hall's former team. Nice to see him up there in the rafters. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had a blast. I, you know, junior hockey, I wish there was more to go. I wish London was playing or Kitchener or, you know, uh, Flint. I would have loved to have done a little tour during that time just to compare all of them. I don't know how great Flint would have been, but it, it would have been nice. It would have the been Flint nice. Mega Bowl. Yeah. No, but, yeah, I, I had fun. It's something I wanted to do for a while, and I was able to do it. Because the last time I was in Windsor was at the old arena eons ago, so – it's uh, sometimes you don't get back to some of these places, even though you're only four hours away. Yeah, that so. was a huge dichotomy between the the old Windsor Arena, which was a a barn that yeah they nice. they stuffed three thousand people into to to the new the WFCU Center, which was you know out out F U too not not in the sticks per no. se, but definitely away from yeah okay. everything. Yeah, and, a little bit outside uh, of downtown. You know, it was a 6,000, 7,000-seat arena. Uh, you know, the the Memorial Cup has been at, at Windsor. Actually, I was there the last time they won uh, as a host city. But see, that's the thing, and that's with the Memorial Cup. The Memorial Cup will never go to Sarnia because the building is not big yeah. enough. Yeah, and I can see And there that. are – there are a huge chunk of, of CHL arenas, which will never ever get the Memorial cup because of the size uh, of the, uh, of the arena. So, yeah. So yeah. Windsor, London will get it. Will Kitchener get it or do they qualify? Yep. Kitchener's had it. And okay. That we're at, we're at about 7,000 now. Oh, wow. Uh, cause, cause we've had a fairly, we did, we did about a, a 2000 seat addition quite a few years ago pre-covid so but there's still talk there's still people who think that kitchener should have a, a 10,000 seat arena which is what london has now that's the that's the probably the big that's the biggest ohl rivalry i would say is kitchener london mm-hmm. um i don't know maybe sudbury the sioux maybe yeah sudbury's been very or the sioux has been very successful sudbury is not so <laughs> i don't know 
Yeah, but like I said, London's a you know major city, so I can see them having ten thousand. I don't know. Sarnia is it's a small little community of seventy one thousand. Yeah, Sarnia a small city, not not nearly not as big as as Kitchener Windsor. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, or, Kit, even compared London. to Windsor, that was like nine and day for me. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. There wasn't a lot to do up in Sarnia during the winter time. It was. Uh, well, it's also little... not downtown, right? It's it's located no. on the college. It's on the college campus. It's near uh, restaurants and uh, a mall. There's a nice mall there. The mall was packed. I like there was like I said there was there was stuff to do around there. Nothing like in walking distance. Uh, free parking. It sort of reminded me a little bit of Ohio State's hockey arena, uh, which wasn't too. I mean the location, the neighborhood, kind of like on a campus, albeit Ohio State's a freaking huge campus, but you know near a mall, near some you know regional and national chain restaurants like Tim Hortons and Debella subs. So, you know, it's, it's like I said, it was, it's not too bad. It's, it's family entertainment and you get to see some good hockey, got a bunch of kids trying to fight and uh, make it to the next level. So yeah, international trip, little hockey back to back weekend. So nice. Nice Dave. Well, now that we've got that nice feel good moment done, Oh, I'm gonna where blow going. that out of the water and just be totally whiny and complainy. I know, I know oh, where you're going. <laughs> Houston, Uh-oh. Dave, Trump, Houston Dave, Dave tried to sneak into army again. Uh no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not this time. I hey, when I when I tried to go the last time, Trump was president and wouldn't let me in. So, you know, he heard I was thinking about trying to go back so apparently Canada's knows what, you know how he feels about those immigrants Canada's not sending <laughs> you, know, you can't marry them they're useless <laughs> so anyway uh on our houston trip we took in a game at uh university of houston we took in a basketball game and actually the cougars at that time they were ranked number three so they were really they're really good uh interesting there are a few things that initially I didn't really care for. Um, it the 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 basketball arena is small, so you know Mark was talking about five thousand plus in an Indiana high school basketball gym. Fertitta Center, which is which is where Houston plays, has less than six thousand capacity. Yeah, that's pretty small for. A college, well, not just a college, college in a major conference now, right? So Houston's in wow. the Big 12. So, you know, I was like, oh, well, maybe it'll be cozy or whatever. Um, Because I'm doing the, the review, or I did the review, uh, you do the research. So, you know, I was like, the Fertitta Center, I thought it was... I thought it was something else. Is this a new building? Well, no, it's not. It used to be called the Hofheinz Pavilion. And Judge Hofheinz was a... Dr. David Hoffar? He was a a, a Houston politician and judge, and and the arena was named after him. Well, the, the University of Houston got a big donation from Tillman Fertitta, who is the owner of the Rockets, to rename the building the Fertitta Center. Well, you know, money talks. However, 
the family of of Judge Hoffheinz was not overly pleased with that, and it required like some negotiations for this whole thing. It's like that was a little bit of a turnoff, right? Like, you know, they're gonna pay. They're they're basically paying to rename. Okay. One step further inside. Uh, you know, of course, Houston Cougars are known for Phi Slamma Jamma, right? That the the early '80s Cougars that that featured Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, a great thirty for thirty. If you haven't seen it, Phi Slamma Jamma, I I highly recommend it. Um, but their coach was Guy Guy, uh, Danny Lewis. Ah, no. Guy, Guy Lewis. Lewis. Lewis, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Guy V. Lewis. So the court was named the Guy V. Lewis Court. Until some family uh, decided that they wanted to donate some money to get their name on the court. So now it's not the Guy V. Lewis Court anymore. Now it's the Pennock Court because the Pennock family ponied up some dough. A bit of a turnoff. I, maybe I'm making too much of this, but I don't know. It It doesn't sit right with me. Like when you honor someone... It seems to me that you honor them unless they give you a reason not to honor them, not because someone else. They, they, they did give a reason not to. Somebody else gave a lot of money. Yeah. Guy, hey, uh, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. Guy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lewis, did you did you want to donate some money to keep your name <laughs> no. on the court? No, no, thank you. They no. gave me five million. You gave me five million and one. He might not even be alive. I don't even know. I don't so, think anyway, that being said. Uh, part of the challenge of college basketball, of course, for us up here is that usually when I go, it's when the students aren't around and you get a different vibe, right? A lot of times there's no students in the court. The, the, the attendance is way lower than it would normally be. Now, I will say this about Houston, that the attendance was really good. We bought seats that were called uh, and tickets are kind of hard to get there. But this was called student for a day seats. So we got to sit in the student section behind the band. Fine. It's general admission. Limited general admission. So you got general admission in this section. Fine. There's a group of seven of us. So we get there like right away. Uh, we're lined up before the gates open. Gates open. We go in. Tickets don't work on entry. Good start. And, Where and have I seen this before? Well, they printed on a potato chip for anything. They don't really know what's going on here. So they we are sent down to the VIP entrance. The lady at the VIP entrance goes, why the heck are you down here? It's like, you can't get in there. They told us to come down here. Uh, so the supervisor at the VIP entrance took us back up. She was really nice. And they had to get a different scanner because you needed a student scanner quote unquote to scan our tickets. I didn't get that. But whatever. Anyway, we finally got in. Went right to the section because we, you know, it's general admission. We gotta get seats. So we got some seats. It wasn't the greatest. It was like we were kind of clumped together, not seven across or whatever. So okay. We got seats. We're okay. Until about 20 minutes, 15 minutes before the, the tip off and people come into our section and they have tickets printed for the seats that we're in. Jesus the seats God. that are supposed to be general admission. 
So this is going great. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? How is this possible? Well, it's the the group that's singing the national anthem, and it's a big group. So there were a few dozen of us who were displaced. So we we have to get out of our seats. Well, there's no room in the section except for like the row right behind the band where you're not going to see anything because the band's standing the whole time. So I'm a little bit heated at this point. Uh So I go to, you know, what would you do? You would go and talk to the usher in the area. Is there an usher in the area? Hell no. So we got to go. I go to an usher, you know, three sections over where I can actually find one. He doesn't have the foggiest clue what I'm talking about. He gives me, this is my section. I only know this section. Okay, fine. I go to guest services. The girl at guest services, I'm not sure she's ever actually helped anyone ever in life. She's, she was sitting there with her phone, watching videos on her phone, and this is what she was going to do for the shift. So she's like, well, I don't know anything about this. They hand us off to this other guy because uh, guest services is attached to the ticket windows. So this guy says, okay, I'll come out and I'll, I'll see where you're at. He gets tied up with somebody else, probably with the same, same complaint that we had. And he's at the ticket window. So we're waiting, waiting, waiting. Meanwhile, back at our, at the section that we're supposed to be in, we have another group that's there. Somebody shows up like a, I don't know, head usher or whatever. He, he, he couldn't have been older than my daughter. He's probably a student. So I go back there. I said, well, here's the situation. You guys have double sold these seats. It's like, I didn't double sell anything. Like, what? Really? Because my ticket says, you know, 116, general mission 116, these rows. Their tickets say a specific seat in 116 in those rows. That's the same ticket twice. So he was just not budging said, why don't you go sit down there? I was like, in the row behind the band where you can't see anything. I was like, why don't you just give us our money back? Well, there's no refunds. Oof. So, uh, yeah, I was really hot and bothered. Now, my daughter stayed at the ticket window, and she hooked into this other, with this other lady who had nine people who were, you know, displaced. The whole time we're having this, and like I said, there's there's probably about 25 of us who are displaced. There are people going by saying, oh, yeah, this has happened before. This is not oh, the wow. first time this happened. This has happened before. <laughs> so somehow my daughter and this lady, this other lady, found somebody who was um, sympathetic and printed off a bunch of tickets. So we ended up getting tickets. Now, by the time we sit in the new seats – which are probably like family seats or, you know, seats for the, the other team. Um, half of the first half is over. And Houston's playing Penn, not Penn State, Penn. So the game is over. So the game's over. <laughs> so, yeah, not a positive experience. Uh, probably one of the worst customer service experiences that I've had ever. So I'm following up. I do a little research. Okay, I I pick three the the 
director of basketball events or operations or whatever and the ticket office and i send an email and in my email i say specifically i am not looking for any financial compensation meaning i'm you know i'm not expecting you to give me my money back or give me extra tickets or anything like that and you know what i heard back from uh crickets nothing yeah that happened unfortunately so i uh, you know <laughs> and then of course i wrote the review <laughs> now i think i was pretty fair paul and i debated about where this part of the story should go in the review i'd like to say it was better than if i had written the army football review which would have been two words don't go <laughs> but you anyway, got in the building in houston right yeah i got in the building um it, it's it's tough because you know the overall experience was not positive but that being said we did come across a number of people who were nice and and who were helpful and pleasant and whatnot and you know it just wow i don't i don't know just probably the worst customer service experience that I had. And at the end of the day, whether you're a school that's massive, like the university of Houston or a D three school or a junior hockey team or the NFL, you still need people to walk in the door and you still need that support. And without it, your event is substandard and in danger. And I, yeah, I got to say it was, like I said, one of the worst customer service experiences I'd ever had. So that's, that really concerns me because I've, I've worked for many teams before. Mark, I know you've worked for teams before and every, for every team I've ever worked for customer service is the ultimate goal and the ultimate mission. Is we yeah. don't want to hear story. We don't want to hear stories like this. Well, especially from Houston, you know that that's a Division One school that knows better. We're not talking about some third division uh, soccer team or some, you know, renegade independent baseball team that's on its last legs, where there may not be anybody to answer your phone. Yeah, it's kind of shocking from coming from Houston. However, I have reached out to colleges, Murray State, uh, Loyola. Uh, on just questions, you know, about their arena. And I've heard nothing from them. You know, I'm not looking for tickets or, you know, so you wonder who you're sending these messages to. Does that person still work for Houston? Did they update their, <laughs> you know, their message? Uh, did they update their website? How many people do you have to contact before you reach somebody? That seems like a lot of work to do after a while. But yeah, it, it, we've all been there. But yeah, you, you know, it's, it's maybe Army was a little different because I had, I had money involved, right? Where yeah. I had bought tickets that were sold to me, and parking, and I couldn't get in, and you know, I wasn't just gonna wait for an email. So I called the ticket office and I talked to somebody and whatnot, and I ended up getting all my money back for that one. But you know, it's funny. It's it, it's not too different. And here's a perfect opposite. And I'm sure I've told this story before. Um, you know, we went to San Jose to the Sharks game. Paid for tickets. They were right behind the camera bay. And 
cameraman stands up and I can't see like the entire neutral zone, right? This is totally an obstructed view. Went to, you know, took a picture. I was really upset. Went to the customer service, showed this is what our, what our view is. And the lady there was like, immediately, she's like, oh, that's terrible. Let's see what we can do. She was going to give us seats that were like this. We were in at, at center ice in the uh, upper deck, you know, low, low upper deck. So probably about row four. She was going to give us row 15 in the corner. I would have taken it happily. Then she looks at the, oh, geez. Well, you don't want to be way up there. We ended up with row 15 behind the net in the lower bowl. It went from being a terrible experience to a wonderful experience. Right. Just like that. Why? Because she she cared to listen. She knew what had happened was not right. And she tried to fix it. Perfect. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like the it's, it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do. Just you know, upgrade your tickets. For me, money giving me money back or upgrading my seat or giving me, you know, something free. That's all. That's all it takes. <laughs> that's all it takes. What are those three? I actually had tickets double sold one time. We were in a Cincinnati Reds game, and uh, we were in our seats, and uh, all of a sudden we're starting to get surrounded by people, and I could tell all of a sudden we realized these people are all together, so we're looking at each other. And said, "I bet somebody's going to come and sit in our seats anytime, any any minute now." And lo and behold, somebody came and said, oh, you're in our seats. And I was like, no, I'm not. Look, they double sold us. So we just went down to the usher and he said, eh, just go sit down there. <laughs> Problem yeah, solved. Problem solved. Did There's you nobody down there again. Of both tickets that are exactly the same? No, I just said, look. these." He, and he looked up. He said, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's those seats right there. They had those tickets too? Yeah, just go sit over there then. It, it helped that it was a half-full stadium. but. <laughs> All right, so Dave, you're talking about a subpar uh, college experience. I'll talk about a, a a nice one I had. So, a lot of a lot of schools in uh, Division One hockey have built nice new on-campus rinks because for a while, a lot of the smaller schools were playing in little community rinks or places off campus. One of those schools that plays off campus is uh, the University of Connecticut. They actually play their home hockey games for a while now in at the XL Center in Hartford, which is a good 25 miles away from campus. So not the most convenient setup in the world. So what they did, they decided we're going to build a nice on-campus arena for part of our schedule. We'll still play the games with the huge crowds. We'll still play those in Hartford because it costs us $20,000 a game to play in Hartford, they found out. So let's build our own place on campus, a little smaller, and uh, we'll solve it that way. Little smaller. Now, what what I was thinking when I first heard little smaller, I said, aren't they building like a 5,000-seat arena? They decided to really go smaller. The, this uh, rink, the Toscano Family Ice Forum, because the Toscano family gave a lot of money to build this, 2,600 seats. This is for a team in the Hockey East, which might be the premier conference in the nation for as far as college hockey. Uh, it's a teeny tiny place. It is a beautiful, beautiful little facility. Um, like you said, Dave, I went during the semester break, so there's no kids. The place still sold out. People snatched up those uh, student section tickets like nothing. So 
I actually talked to the SID while I was there and, and, I, and I asked him, like, I'm surprised that this place is so small. Why, why did they make the decision to go this small? He said, well, hockey is still growing in Connecticut and we didn't want to have this big rink that would be half empty most nights. So we wanted to build it smaller so that we know it would be filled every night. So we talk a lot in Stadium Journey about having the right size place. I don't know if 2600 at University of Connecticut is the right size. It might be a little too small, but it definitely uh, did what it was supposed to. It, it's packed. Even during the semester break, it was packed. And all, all the nice amenities, but the one of the things about it being so small is that uh, the, the stuff we look for at a you know like a first rate college hockey rink right there the the uh, concession experience was really minimal um the band the band and the, the noise and everything was great and it had a beautiful video board and the light show and everything else was fantastic but it uh maybe it's just that this rink didn't feel lived in yet very very nice but i think they need to grow into their new home so Bluetooth. so i i had a good time I, tickets are tough to go go by going on this they're impossible to get through the ticket office because uh season ticket holders at the xl center get first crack of the tickets mm. and you got the student section so that takes up i'd say about 90 percent of this capacity and so when tickets go on sale that last 10 percent goes quick so for the game i went to which i think was on new year's was it new year's eve or new year's eve eve i don't know which one of those days uh Tickets on the secondary market, the cheapest one I could find was was uh, fifty dollars. And for other games, the cheapest tickets were going at about seventy five. So it's a pretty penny to head down to UConn to check out a game. But really nice rink uh, for the students and for the locals. Much better than trucking on the, out to Hartford for a game. So that was a Toscano Ice Form, fantastic experience for me. The opposite of what Dave had. So if you got to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it can be a little pricey. Wow. Oh, oh, and parking. Parking. I don't know if, you, if you've looked at my review. Uh, it got generally good scores, but not for the return on investment. Uh, if you've been to UConn, all the uh, all the athletic facilities are together on one campus, and they're almost all new. So they built a new baseball stadium, a new soccer, a lacrosse stadium. They built a new hockey rink. Um, and you gamble pavilion. But the thing is, They've taken up all the, the parking lots that were mm -hmm. there for those little things. So you have to park at the garage next to Gamble Pavilion and then walk to the hockey rink. So it's a good third of a mile. And if you're going in the middle of winter when it's really cold, that could be a yeah. tough walk at night. But And you got to pay for the privilege. You got to pay 15 bucks to park there because the spots right next to the arena are for those season ticket holders. So the average fan, it's not built for the average fan. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I think the average fan would be shocked to hear that. That's why you go to stadiumjourney.com to read about it before you make your trip. <laughs> Absolutely. But <laughs> but I will say, if you do get a chance to go, fantastic place. Um, a lot of people are comparing it to the new hockey rink that they built at Sacred Heart because they're both built at about the same time. Um, the Sacred Heart rink is absolutely gorgeous and surprisingly twice as big. So, uh, a lot of good hockey to be seen in the rinks of Connecticut. Quinnipiac's uh, got a nice, nice rink, a little older, but it's still nice. And uh, Yale, the other division, there's four Division One teams in Connecticut. Yale's the fourth one. They play in a historic rink 
Ingalls rink, what they call the Yale whale, because from the outside, it is shaped like the back of a whale. It's very unique in that way. So, uh, Connecticut Division One hockey, pretty cool. Pretty cool and underrated scene. So, all right, guys, we've gone two rounds. We've been going for an hour. Do we have any more in us, or should we call it here? Uh, I mean, we, we have plenty <laughs> more, but I, I we yeah, we've done an hour. I think we're pretty good. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go more, but, you know, sometimes the, the mind is willing, but the body is not able, right, mm-hmm. Ash? I mean, we could talk about those those very <laughs> condensed seats at the Value City Arena for all at, at Ohio State. We talked about that last time. <laughs> I think we talked about that last time. I, I had a pretty cool Division uh, three basketball experience. It kind of was. I was thinking of you the whole way, Mark, in your uh, Indiana high school mm-hmm. gyms as I'm traveling through D three gyms uh, through the state of Connecticut a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I got to hit some. That. Yeah, yeah, I got to hit some D three out here too. I, I want to see what that experience is like. So. Don't worry, folks. There'll be plenty of stuff to talk about. Hey, and, and if you if you need to uh, catch up on where we're going, just check out the website, stadiumjourney.com, yeah, right? Yeah, All right. So thanks, everyone, you, for listening. Did you yeah. see in the, uh, you interrupted. In the chat there? Oh, what's up in the chat? Uh, From Eddie. Eddie. Oh, Eddie here it Hoops, is. maybe? I've been Eddie double Hoops. sold tickets at least six times in NFL stadiums. Oh. <laughs> you might have, Is that Eddie Hoops? I maybe I don't know. Dan said, uh, it. "Is it Eddie Hoops? He he's a guest on it's one Eddie my, Hoops. Yeah, he's a guest on my podcast pretty soon. That guy's got some some stories he's got some about Eddie's got some stories. Congo for soccer. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. We talk about uh, going to uh, games in uh, African nations. <laughs> yeah, my my exotic location this week was Hanover, New Hampshire. Eddie's in the Congo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I keep. I mean, Eddie and I did that podcast a few months ago, but I keep putting. Keep pushing it back. Sorry, Eddie. We'll, you'll, we'll get you on there. We'll get you. On there. Uh, how many so, people though? How many? People uh, well, I hope there... your situations got resolved better than Dave's did, Eddie. Yeah, that's true. How many <laughs> people would appreciate the new heart room though that you were in? In. Uh... Oh, all right. Really, really quick. Uh, so I was up in Hanover, New Hampshire, talking about fantastic college towns. Hanover, New Hampshire is a village of nine thousand people. Dartmouth College has 6,500 students. So it's a college. It's all college. But anyway, you cross the river into Vermont, and I found this little inn called the Norwich Inn. I went there because I was grabbing some uh, craft beers to bring home with me, and they sell, they brew their own beer. Walked in this old colonial Victorian hotel, inn hotel, and they have this little pub inside with four tables and a little bar with, with five stools. So I went in. Saw some fish and chips go by. I said, I'm having dinner. Forget about just picking up beer. I'm going to have some dinner. It was fantastic. But the thing that about this inn, the Norwich Inn in uh, Norwich, Vermont, was the inspiration to the TV show New Heart. Uh-huh. They ha- and they have a room they call the New Heart Room. So I walk walk in. I had snap a couple pictures, and it looks just like from the TV show New Heart. And the, and the guy at the bar, he's like, hi, I'm Larry. That's what? my brother Daryl. It's my other brother Daryl. Yeah, you know nobody. Would, there was no Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, but the bartender and the waiter looked like they were related. So maybe I oh, got wow. Larry and Daryl. Did you wake up next to Suzanne Plachet? That wouldn't have been such a bad thing, right? No, well, like like from if it's Tuesday, it must be Belgium. Suzanne Plachet. Oh, uh, all right. On what that a note, looker. Yeah, what a looker. Okay. On that note, thank watch that everybody. movie. I, I'm trying scene. to. Dan's trying to get back in. Dan. <laughs> where can our listeners follow you man 
No, we can't. Anyway, I'll I don't know. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you. Oh, I got to work it again. Dan Law 83. Look at that. Just in time to say goodbye. Literally just <laughs> turned it on again. Oh, Mark, where where are you going in the next couple of weeks? And uh, where can our listeners follow you? Uh, probably doing some high school basketball. There's a. Uh, That's funny. Bra- Brownstown Central it has sold out all their games this year because they have some kid who's like going to be like a huge college star. So I'd like to get down there to, to see what the hoopla is all about. And plus, uh, I want to follow uh, Flurry. Oh, hoopla, get it. I, I want to follow the, this Flurry from Kokomo. He's going to be playing on the road in some nice barns that should pack, sell out uh, in Richmond, Indiana, and, and then maybe even head up to Kokomo one last time. That Kokomo is like my favorite gym in Indiana to see. It's just, a, it, it looks like that should be a set of a movie. You know, we talk about Hoosiers and, and Blue Chips. That should have been a movie set. Uh, you can follow me on um, Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, Threads, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm posting some TikTok videos to get to get in with the, the young audience. So I'm, try, I'm trying to be hip there. I was told that my videos on TikTok have to be a little bit longer. So I'm working on it, guys. I'm an old fogey. <laughs> Push Mark doing those viral dance tra- trends. Yeah, no, no, not, not yet, not yet. Maybe, maybe at a ballpark this summer, but not I don't yet. know. One of, one of my favorite memories was at one of the Stadium Journey get-togethers, and we're all sitting there having a couple oh. beers, hanging out, talking, and somebody looked up and said, "What the hell is Mark doing down on the field?" <laughs> yeah, you know that was in Burlington, North Carolina. Yep. Well, they they were doing they were doing some kind of like uh, throw socks into a drawer contest. I had to had to get involved in that somehow. <laughs> Dave, Throw what are you socks into a drawer contest. Yeah, Sockville. That's All right. Sockville. It, it makes sense when you're at the Burlington Sock Puppets. Yeah. They, they do oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Dave, where can our listeners uh, follow your travels and where are your travels taking you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, YouTube at Profan Nine. Uh, there's a trifecta of OUA hockey rivalry games. So the last this past week was the Frosty Mug. Not so much a rivalry game because they didn't have the rivalry, just the game. Um, but it was packed, a lot of fun. Uh, this coming Wednesday, though, do they have is... beer specials at the Frosty Mug? Because they really should. I. Honestly, there are so many college kids that they they it's it's wristband only. Uh, so I don't even bother. I I don't even bother getting in line. Forget yeah. it. It's not even worth it. Uh, <laughs> they uh, might, but I doubt it. <laughs> um. So anyway, the Wednesday coming up is the second part that I'm going to. It's the Battle of Waterloo with the odds. So uh, the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium, great venue, of course, where the Rangers play. But it's going to be Laurier against Waterloo in hockey. Uh, the following week, I actually have another big rivalry. This one in the OHL, of course, but not not the OUA. And back at the odd, it's going to be Kitchener and London. 1-2 in the OHL this year. Uh, Kitchener was one, and now they're two after playing London. <laughs> A home-and-home weekend. And uh, hope to... Pop in to see uh, the Waterloo Warriors this year at their home rink, Columbia Icefield, which is a, a, a great fun place to do because I got to do a little bit of an update. So you can follow all those at ProFan9. Nice. Let's see. Where am I heading? Um, I think I am not so much hitting the road the next couple of weeks. I got a lot of uh, PA duty. So I'll, you can find me at UMass Dartmouth 
a couple nights this week and next. You could find me, I know, at Providence College this Friday night. Uh, I'm not sure who they're playing this Friday night, but we're in the middle of the hockey schedule. I'm at Brown next week. So a lot, lot of hockey rinks, a lot of PA announcing uh, some basketball games. It'll be a, be a lot of fun. You can follow my stadium journeys at PuckmanRI. And remember, folks, you can find all of our stadium reviews, news items, and other featured stories at StadiumJourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. Audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast, HIAC Talk Radio Network, wherever you look for your favorite podcasts, or our Stadium Journey YouTube page for video simulcasts. And join us live for our live streams every other Monday night, 7 Eastern at DMR.TV. Is that right there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. So it's fine. Oh, I want to get it. No, it's no, it's right. Um, I was just trying to add. It's fine. It's totally fine. Okay. I will write the little blurb since I forgot to do it next last time. I'll write it for you. Cool, man. And uh, let's see. We'll all be back in two weeks. That will be February February fifth. So we'll be discussing a topic to be topic to be named, like a player to be named. So as always, thanks everyone for your support. Thanks for joining us tonight. For Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul wishing you all safe journeys and close games.